Thank you for tuning in to RadCards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Greeno, and today we have online Ryan Daly. He's an advocate of fantasy baseball, and uh, he, he he keeps up with it um, in, in, uh, in the West Coast market as, as often as he can. And we're here to discuss with you today um, the NLDS, the Cubs and Nationals, how that went down. Ryan will sort of... Uh, host this conversation and I'll pitch in when I can uh, with dialogue around you know uh, performance related to the hobby and how cards are doing in relation to how the, the players have been doing uh, with the uh, the playoffs so Ryan why don't you start us off there bud yeah thanks for having me Patrick of course. Um, so before we get to the Nationals and the Cubs uh, um, the other half of the NLDS equation was obviously Dodgers Diamondbacks, uh, kind of a less dramatic series. It was a pretty clean sweep by the Dodgers, but I was fortunate enough to go to Game One in LA. Um, it's probably my first playoff game in about 15 years, so it's very exciting. Um, and Clayton Kershaw gave up four home runs, and they still won the game. So I, I don't really think that bodes well going forward for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw has not had a very good history in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, I think he got lucky with some excellent offensive support. But you know, if you can't beat the Diamondbacks in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, I don't really know how they're going to fare against the Cubs going forward because the Cubs are just super fired up right now after that series. Right. So I don't know who's going to get the game one start for the Dodgers. Um, they have a couple different guys they could go to and maybe try and preserve Kershaw for more crucial games. Well, um, they, have, they have Kenta Maeda. Is he, he's part of that, that crew. Ken, so Kenta Maeda is a little bit of an interesting case this year because he struggled uh, at the beginning of the team or sorry, beginning of the season. I actually had him on my fantasy team this year, and it was very frustrating to mm. start him because he was not very productive. Mm -hmm. And the last I saw of him in the playoffs, he was coming out of the bullpen. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage him. Um, it's looking like it's not going to be in the starting role anyways. Yeah, that's... Uh... You know, I haven't really been following Kenta's career. I know he's relatively new on the scene. I'm not sure how productive he's been uh, with the Dodgers this season. Um, I've always looked at Kershaw as one of those dominant pitchers that is consistent throughout the season. Now, I don't know his record in the postseason. I know it's a slightly higher level performance requirement uh, to excel in that capacity. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. His record off the top of my head, but he he's had a couple really famous gaffes, you know, giving up home runs um, or giving up key hits. Um, he's just not the dominant pitcher that he is in the regular season, and that's what makes the postseason so fun. Is just you know, crappy players find a way to succeed, and amazing players fail. I mean, <laughs> it's not fun if you're a Dodgers fan, but. Well, I think that um, happens with all the teams, right? I mean, there's yeah. always, there are always going to be moments where, you know, the people you have depended on to perform <clears throat> in, in critical times will, you know, in some ways find a way to uh, 
<laughs> let something down. Now, I, I get it. Like, we as fans, as collectors even, expect our guys to perform at the highest level in the times that we need them most. But, you know, these guys are just like any other human being. So they're going to stress yeah. out in these uh, high level uh, environments, specifically with the, uh, the postseason, one of the most stressful times in Major League Baseball the in the entire year for any players so i can get i can understand that uh so i can't hold certain hiccups uh certainly not against clayton kershaw because the dodgers have secured their place in the championship status right for this year so they're gonna go up against the cubs so they've done fine um and the cubs that's another conversation that we could have yeah the cubs are looking good uh obviously that sort of goes without saying um you know, their, their pitching has always been kind of a question mark to me because John Lester has been known to um, obviously been an amazing pitcher throughout his career, but he's been known to have complete blowups in certain games. Um, so if you, you know, if there was a game seven situation in this championship series against, uh, against the Dodgers, I don't think you could go to John Lester. So then the question is, do you go to Jake Arrieta, who's another guy who, you know, Cy Young Award winner a couple years ago, but he hasn't really achieved that level of performance ever again. Um, you know, game five, they went with uh, Kyle Hendricks. Right. And He was dominant, though. Yeah, he was great. So that's just like a, it's a managerial decision. And Joe Madden's obviously one of the best managers in the game. So really? he... He knows what he's doing, but it's they have a weird lot of pitching over in Chicago, and um, I, it'll be. I'm really curious to see who they start Game One, just to kind of set the tone for the series. Um, Can I say and, something? Let me let me jump in yeah. and say that that I didn't realize how dominant is it Doolittle. Yeah, he he was as a closer. I mean, no. you kind of, you kind of, I, to me, I didn't, you know, I hadn't really been watching the season games at all this year. So I kind of came in at sort of a, a late time. I had to digest some of this, this talent and, and do little, you know, I, I didn't know this name prior and, and him coming in and just him coming in and, and doing his job just as he was supposed to do it. Still okay. impressed by Doolittle's performance at, you know, in inning nine um, and, and seeing him close out the games quickly. I hadn't been exposed to his his uh, talent previously, so it was nice to see somebody do so well in that capacity because we didn't have Steven Strasburg. We struggled in those first couple innings. We gave up a lot of runs. We had a, a head start in the beginning. It was a 4-1, to one, and then it just kind of just crumbled after that. We gave up a bunch. Uh, Gio Gonzalez really struggled in his first couple of innings. So I, I, I even when they pulled him and put in Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer gave up even more runs. So I, I really yeah. we had a hard time watching like the first seven innings because of that. It was just a, it was difficult to watch. Uh, the performance was just, um, wasn't where it needed to be to be in a position where success could have been a result. Yeah, it was, it was really hard to watch. And I'm, a, I'm not really a, technically a Nationals fan, but I am a fan of a lot of the players on that team. And I, um, and they've, they have a history of not being able to get it, get past the National League Division Series. So I was, really hoping that they would 
be able to squash the Cubs and actually move on to a championship series for once. I think, you know, they're a relatively young franchise, so it's probably the first time they've been able to do that. Uh, obviously, they weren't able to do that. The, the decision to start Gio Gonzalez is, you know, it, you got to put yourself in, in Dusty Baker's shoes, I guess, because um, game four was a must-win situation. All right. And so you got to go with your best pitcher, Steven Strasburg. But, you know, if you win, it's 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 hard because if you win game four, then you obviously have to win game five. Right. Um, so do you do you save Gio Gonzalez for game five? Do you start him game four? I mean, it's it's hard to say. I, I feel like if I would have tried my absolute best as a manager to save, save Steven Strasburg for game five. Well, that's the question, right? It's like... If yeah. we, like, on Game 5, we have Gio Gonzalez. If we didn't have Gio Gonzalez and we weren't going to use Max Scherzer, we would have had to pick, like, a third or fourth spot. Who would those guys have been, right? And yeah. Would they have been as dominant as Gio or Max? That's the question. Obviously, we had we struggled with both of those options, but those were the next two best candidates after Steven Strasburg. And yeah. Steven Strasburg, for some reason, didn't... Well, poor guy didn't feel well enough to, to take Game 5, but we, you know, we really needed him there... Uh, to solidify to, to solidify um, uh, some some prevention of runs from the opposing team, uh, but I mean that aside, if we weren't going to use Gonzalez or Scherzer, who would have we put in place? Because we shuffled around a couple guys toward the end there. He, Matt Madsen, he's a oh Ryan Madsen, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was pretty good in in, in his in his time there um, at preventing runs. And do we put Madsen in? in the beginning or is he one of those guys that's like not quite a closer but you know a reliever enough to be toward the, the later the later innings of the game that's that's another question i'm still getting used to Matson too but i think he was pretty talented yeah um yeah Matson's kind of a journeyman guy he he was probably the best um setup guy out of the bullpen for the phillies back like 2009-2010 and he's sort of popped around ever since then um, but the one, the one key thing I see to the Nationals' failure is Dusty Baker as the manager. I was very surprised when he got hired to coach the Nationals. Mm -hmm. um, this is a guy who has a long storied history of losing in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this dates back and, to like when he was managing the Cubs, when uh, what was it? Pryor and Kerry Wood were on. The team, yeah. and he would, he would pitch them into the ground essentially, and to to the point where they just couldn't pitch anymore. Yeah, he's he's an old school guy, and you know there's nothing wrong with old school baseball, but when you're going up against a guy like Joe Madden, who is like a like a modern Renaissance man of baseball, you can't just be one sided about everything. You have to see it from every single side possible, and. I think yesterday's game really shows that Joe Madden, once he sees weaknesses in your team's approach. Um, if he if he if he starts to see your team crack in any sort of way, he's going to exploit it to the best he can, mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Dusty Baker, just for brief history lesson, uh, 2002 World Series Angels Giants. Joe Madden was the bench coach for the Angels. Dusty Baker was the coach for the Giants. So they have history together, going back, you know, 15 years, mm -hmm. um, and. Who's been more successful over those past 15 years? Arguably, Joe Madden's been the more successful manager. Um, 
I just thought it was weird when, when Dusty Baker got hired, you know, that Nationals front office put all this effort into draft picks and sort of being a crappy team for so many years. Um, and they finally have their hard work sort of come to fruition with guys like Harper, Strasburg, Anthony Rendon. Um, and they get Dusty Baker to, to manage these young guys. Like, it just didn't make any sense. And I... I don't know what his contract situation is like, but I feel like if it, if this is his last year of his contract, he's not really going to get hired again. My my biggest concern when I heard Dusty Baker was going to manage the uh, the Nationals was that I was like, well, there goes Strasburg's arm. He's just going to run him into the ground, just like he did with Pryor and, and Wood back in their prime, yep. right? And those guys mm-hmm. didn't really get Hall of Fame careers because their arms essentially fell off after a while. So it was like I didn't want to see that to happen to someone so elite like you know, Strasburg or any of those other guys we've been mentioning. Um, yeah. The, pitch, the pitching staff of, of the Nationals. So it's really, that was my biggest concern when I heard that the Dusty Baker was going to manage the Nationals. And knowing right. and knowing how dominant Strasburg can be, in a lot of ways, he's one of the MLB's most prominent pitchers, right? So, like, I didn't want to see that. Baker has a, a history with uh, mismanaging the pitching staff. Yeah, he's... Um... I don't. I don't really get his place in on that team. There, there were some interesting firings of managers towards the end of the season, um, specifically John Farrell on the Red Sox and Brad Osmus from the Tigers. And these are guys that I think did a pretty good job considering certain situations they were put into during certain seasons. And you know. If, if the Nationals end up looking elsewhere for a manager, I mean, those guys must be at the top of the list. I think John Farrell would do a, a really good job with those young guys. Red Sox are a really young team, and he did a really good job with them. I don't really know why he got fired. I haven't read too much on those specifics. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I would certainly look elsewhere. If I were the Nationals, get get Dusty out of there. <laughs> So then let's, let's, let's turn this conversation into the hobby. So based on the performance of the Cubs and the Nationals from uh, the, the uh, playoffs this year, how does this impact card values for some of the players on these teams? Are we going to see uh, right now, before we see World Series uh, plays and, and wins, are we going to see an, up, uh, an increase in, in value for, for Cubs items? And a decrease in values for Nationals items? And this, this is the question. And do people buy low national stuff knowing it's cheap right now? Or do they, they, or they spend their money on premiums for Cubs item, items right now and instead of waiting until after the, 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 the buzz has died, say, toward maybe the end of November? Yeah, oh, that's, that's a great question. I, me personally, if I wanted to put money into players from either of those teams, I would look at Max Scherzer just because he had such an embarrassing performance. But overall, he's an amazing pitcher. Uh, he's the only guy that really th- is threatening to Nolan Ryan's record of seven no-hitters. Um, you know, he's having his cards in your collection is, is definitely going to help your collection. And I, I assume his value will be going down over the coming weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Strasburg and Harper, I don't, I don't think something like this is going to affect their value. What do you think? I don't think, well, here's the thing with me is that, you know, Strasburg had a lot of hype to live up to in the beginning back in 2010, and it's impossible for any player to live up to that kind of hype. It's just not going to happen, no matter who you are. If you're Superman, it's still going to be hard to live up to that hype. So 
I get that. Values will never be the, where they were in 2010. I get that. But I still feel that Strasburg is, is, is a great investment. Um, he had one of his best years in his, his career this year, and, and I'm proud of him. Um, with Harper, again, he's really coming into his prime uh, as, a, as a dominant hitter. And I, I honestly think that each individual player on the Nationals um, expect that the prime guys, each individual ones, are very good at their crafts. Now it's the glue that molds them all together. It's it's the, you know, the the dynamics that hold them together. How they work together um, offensively um, that makes them dominant when they're up to you know when they're up to bat. But I honestly think that that Strasburg stuff is undervalued presently. I think he's a fantastic pitcher. I haven't seen anybody strike that many guys out. In a single game consistently you know so many consistently like 12 in game four you know 10 yeah. i think he had 10 i think in game three i mean these are these are high very you know rare instances for a lot of pitchers and have him that dominant consistently i think is valuable for the investor but that's just me that's just me as like you know i see talent and so i'm gonna want to get obviously his best pieces um, sure, but you know I think that you, you know you're right. Scherzer's getting he's approaching this uh, seven no hitters, breaking Ryan's record, which is going to be a big deal if he does it. Um, he's already he's been in the league now professionally. I think for what eight nine years is it eight years nine years, and so yeah, he still has right. a good chunk of time left uh, to to uh, be able to put himself in a position to possibly pull that off. And if that's the case. Getting Scherzer rookie cards now on the cheap would be a good idea. Yeah, I thought about it for my own collection. Um, I think it's something to look into. And one of the fun things about this season in general, and specifically the playoffs, is a lot of guys from like that 2010-2011 Bowman Chrome draft pick era. Yeah. Um, which was very special, obviously, because of, you know, Strasburg sort of leading the way. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of other guys that were on those checklists that are paying, they're playing key roles on teams in the playoffs right now. Right. Um, a lot of them. So just off the top of my head, I made a quick list before we started. And I'm sure it. there are more that I'm missing. Um, Dallas Keuchel, which, by the way, if you want to go on eBay right now, you can get a 2010 Bowman Chrome Blue Parallel for 200 bucks, which I think is a pretty good deal. <laughs> nice. Uh, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, Anthony Rizzo, Addison Russell, Archie Bradley, Paul Goldschmidt, J.D. Martinez, Roldis Chapman, Jason Kipnis. Now, some of those guys play for teams that have been eliminated in the past couple of days. But at the, at the beginning of the playoffs, there were tons of guys from that era mm-hmm. that were, you know, they were the stars of the team. Truly. And, it's, it was just fun to think back to those times. That was, that was a pretty special time in the hobby for me and I know for you and for a lot of other collectors. Yeah, that's interesting you brought that up because I was thinking about that too. I was like, man, a lot of these guys I recognize from the 2010 Bowman Chrome run. Like, yeah, Tons totally. of them. I was like, man, this is kind of fun to watch a bunch of these guys come together for a playoff season, right? Yeah. You know? and, 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 so, and I'm remembering the cards that came out that featured them and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool to see all these guys kind of like be showcased at, in, in October. Uh, yeah, you know the biggest month in, in in the baseball year. So, they you know that it's 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 telling of 
the amount of talent we acquired in 2010 for baseball. These guys have been purchased by key teams that have built talent around them so that they can perform at the highest level um, mm-hmm. and really make names for themselves. It's good to see Rizzo and Strasburg and, and Chapman uh, come onto the scene now. Uh, you know, they're, like I said, even though they, they can't ma- ma- meet the hype that was once surrounded them back in the day, they're certainly making uh, their talent work for them, and I can really appreciate that. I think that what Chapman's with the Yankees now? He is. And so um, I haven't been following his career since he left the uh, the Reds. Uh, yeah. But I know that he's had some success, and I think he still holds the record for the fastest pitch. I think he does at 105 miles an hour. Right. Um, so last year he was – let me get this straight. It's a little confusing. He was on the Yankees. Yankees – traded him in the summer at the trade deadline to the Cubs because he was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So he was essentially just a rental for the Cubs. But the Cubs were on the World Series trajectory, and that's what ended up happening, obviously. Um, He had some pretty famous performances in the World Series. He gave up a key home run. Uh, Joe Madden left him in the game a little too long, (laughs) which I think think really proved that he is truly a one-trick pony. He can throw about 10 pitches, and then he's got nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, when you throw that hard, how yeah. much longevity can you expect to have, right? It's, yeah, it's almost like, dude, I, I can throw 105. Awesome. Do it one time, and then don't ever do it again. Because if you keep yeah. doing that, you're going to ruin your arm. So it's like pitching in like the 90s, I feel like guys can get away with. You know, right. Some guys pitch slower. Some of these knuckleballers, they pitch slower, and then they, they're able to get away with it. I think that R.A. Dickey's one of those guys. Jim Bouton used to throw like that back in the 60s. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, R.A. Dickey's like 42 years old, and he's still out there you know, playing professional baseball. That's admirable, um, though. I mean, Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, that's, that's the be, kind of pitching that you need to do if you're going to be that age and continue to pitch. To be that good at that age and still be that – marketable is it says a lot about your you know your your talent so but going back to it with Chapman it would appear to me that his his downfall would be the fact that he pitches too fast too frequently and then he's you know he said 10 10 pitches and he's kind of he's kind of done but you know that aside but the I I I I, I, going back to it, the the 2010 team, it's good to see them all. You know, a lot, a good chunk of those guys, kind of, sort of together on on the field, um, going at it for the World Series this year. Good stuff, mm-hmm. man. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Do you have any final thoughts? You know, I I think that's it for me. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. It was it was fun. Well, that's that's it for this episode. And thank you for tuning into Radicards.com. And thank you, Ryan, for joining us. And, thank you. Uh huh. And until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting.